Hello, Miss Kapow. Hello, Miss Kapow. Hello there. Today is da 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 January first, twenty eighteen. Wow. I know. Wow. I've been waiting all year to say that. <laughs> you can say it now. <laughs> January 1st, 2018. Happy New Year to all. Amen. Happy beginnings. Let's um let's say that this next year it's going to be better in Christ. Amen. I know one thing, it's going to be worse than the world. Oh, cuz yeah. it's decaying. It's going yeah. it's going nowhere. It's going nowhere but down. But in Christ, we don't decay. No. Spiritually. Praise the Lord. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's talk hey, let's talk about that, Miss Kapow, because that's a good theme for today. New year, new creation. Mm-mm, I like it. Happy New Year. Happy New Creation. I like it. You like it, huh? Mm-hmm. Let's do that. All right. Let's break it down. Let's just start with Second Corinthians five seventeen, and then we're gonna Tear it all apart for you. Alrighty. Let's get down to 517. 517. You want to read it or do you want me to? I can read read it. it? I can read read it. it. (laughs) You read it. You have a better voice than I do. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature and old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You get it? It's like the new year, right? So you're going... Let's put all the nasty stuff of 2017 in the past. That's old. Now we're going to start new, a new year, right? Yeah. So spiritually speaking, we're playing on that holiday or that tradition, but on a spiritual sense. So we're saying, if you're in Christ, if any Whosoever be in Messiah, Jesus, the Messiah, that whosoever is a new creature. And here's what's cool about that, Ms. Kapow, mm-hmm. new, kainos, the Greek. You know what that means? It's like freshness. Yeah. And that's why. This is a fulfillment of Isaiah 43, 19, where it says, behold, I will do a new thing. And that word new thing is also means fresh and new thing. Outstanding. And you're absolutely right, because Paul, later on in this chapter, he refers or kind of infers to Isaiah when he goes, behold, Just like Isaiah would say, behold, I do a new thing. Yeah, it's fresh. It means unused, unworn. And I like this one. It's a new kind. The word they used here is unprecedented, Mm. uncommon or unheard of. So it's not like it's just a new year. It's an unprecedented new creature. It's an unprecedented creature that you are to become. Mm-hmm. Why? Because all the old things of your flesh are passed away. Here's where Paul says, behold. Mm. Get it? Mm-hmm. All things are become new. And that's exactly what you just referred to in Isaiah. Amen. See? 
You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Jamie. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so, so. The point we're going to make here is that if we're in Christ Jesus, we're new creatures, right? I mean, unprecedented, brand new, fresh creatures. So what I want to talk about is not the outward external religion of of works, but of allowing that new creature to con- to continue because it's in you, continue with the spirit, the Holy Spirit in you to continue in your changing Mm -hmm. and, and yielding more to the spirit. So my challenge to all of us, including, Oh, look at me. I got eight fingers pointing back at me, (laughs) Um, including myself, brother Kapow and Miss Kapow. A challenge to everybody is for 2018, let's become more enthralled more engrossed in the things of our Messiah and of Amen. our God. Yes. And let's allow that new creature that we've become to continue to grow and bring freshness to this world that we live in. Amen. And that we can show other people around us in all kinds of ways, all kinds of little ways that they too can be reconciled to Jesus Christ. They can be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So all of us, like Paul could say, that we have a ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And you do that just by doing whatever God will have you do. Right. All kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you just, you don't have to be locked in a box. All kinds of stuff. Right? Right. Do you have anything to add to that? Well, as you were talking, the thing that came to me was... Um to, to have the death of Christ a reality in our life, that we are dead in Christ, but alive to God. Mm-hmm. So that new creature, 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 I'm sorry, the new creature in us is more alive. That's the one that will have um, dominion over us. It's more dominant than our flesh. It's kind of like what, uh, what John the Baptist had said, that he must diminish so that he can increase. Uh-huh. So that's what you're saying. Yep. So for the challenge for 2018 is to die in the flesh, crucify the flesh more mm-hmm. spiritually. Right. And we're not talking about outside works now. No, no. Crucify the flesh. It, what we mean by that is, you know, the flesh, the lusts, the thoughts, the desires, the things of the world. Mm-hmm. Let those drop off more. Yield more to the spirit of of Christ in you. Right. Okay. So you're really becoming that really cool new man, that new mm-hmm. thing. And then you'll notice that your prayers start to change instead of, Oh God, do this for me, blah, blah, blah. blah. It's more or less. What do I do for God? Yeah. I want to live for God. I want, I want to be changed from within. I want to be more like Christ. How do I do that? What things do I need to, to get rid of and purge away? You be, you're actually, you're becoming more mature. You're yes. putting away the childish things and you're changing. You're going to an, another realm, so to speak, another phase of your Christian growth. Yeah. And you, you, um, it's like you said, you, you change, you change that. And then also the perspective of the world begins to change. Oh yeah. Definitely. And, and though you don't, you know, you, you want to be at home, you know, you want to go home to the Lord Jesus Christ and stuff like that. You realize 
that you're here for a purpose and you do have a ministry of reconciliation that wherever God sends you to other people, other humans, no matter if, if you, whether you think of it as a ministry or not, doesn't matter. Just being kind or, you know what I mean? You're, you're different. You're a peculiar person because you're a new creature now. It's different. Mm-hmm. That you have a purpose here, even though everything around you has fallen apart, you realize you're just sojourning. Right. When, when you really get that new creature thing in you, it's like, yeah, I don't belong here. And I'm just serving my time, my purpose, because one day we're all going to be judged by the works, both good and bad mm-hmm. that we did in the body and the flesh. Right. Yeah. So really you're aliens here. And what that also means is that you don't function the way this world system functions. You yeah. function at a higher level, that of Christ Jesus. That's a real good way to put it. You don't function at this level. You function at a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't take offense to people. You don't repay evil for evil. You do it the way God does and you forgive people. You bless your enemies. You pray for them. That's t- that type of thing. Yes. And that comes through yielding to that spirit that's in you because the Holy Spirit will guide you into those truths. Mm-hmm. And you'll start like, eh, I don't know if I, if I handled that correctly or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, that I should have said those things that way. And then, he starts dealing with you and, and, and on a real heart level, right? Right. Let's go to the beginning of chapter 5. And we're going to do the whole chapter of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Oh, and this, what Paul's writing here is all over the Bible. It's all over the New Testament. It's all over the place. We're just kind of picking one. Mm-hmm. Okay. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, stop. Paul says, for we know that if our bodies, our earthly house, our bodies here Mm -hmm. on earth of this tabernacle were dissolved. It's a nice way of saying dead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For we know that if, if we die... We have a building of God, a house that's not made with hands. It's no human hands. It's not a computer. It's not a synthetic. It's not a robot. We have a house that's eternal in the heavens. Mm -hmm. So he opens up right there with this death statement. We know. We know. It's not speculation. We know that if we were to die... We have an eternal house in heaven. That's right. Verse two. You want to read that, Ms. Cabell? Sure. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. There's a lot here. Paul says, for in this, for, for in what we groan. For in this we groan. He's about to tell you. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. When you talk about Second Thessalonians and you talk about what is deemed the rapture or the, the catching up, right? Mm-hmm. The live resurrection. There is a resurrection, right? When Christ returns... 
there's a resurrection. First, those that are dead in Christ and then those which are alive and remain. Mm -hmm. What Paul is saying here, what he's saying here, which is easily missed, he's saying, but in this, for in this we groan that we really desire a live resurrection. We really desire to have that immortal body, that, that house, that eternal immortality mm -hmm. from heaven. We really desire it to be clothed upon us while we're still alive. Right. It's like uh, in Romans eight twenty three, where it says, even within ourselves, we groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to be wit, to wit, the redemption of our body. Yes. It's, that's why it's all over the Bible. Exactly. It's the same thing. So he's saying, you know, we have our druthers. We earnestly desire the return of Christ and the, and the resurrection, right? Mm -hmm. We really, we really want that. But we know that if we die, we're going to leave this corruptible body behind and we will eventually have our resurrected immortality up in heaven. Mm-hmm. Eventually at the, at the resurrection, but we're hoping, we're hoping not to even see the dissolving down here. Right. And it's not so much that Christians fear death. You know what I mean? Especially mm -hmm. the consequences because afterwards you're with the Lord. Yeah. It's just the, the act of going through the dissolving <laughs> right. that even Paul saying, I'd rather not dissolve. I'd just rather be clothed upon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? Right. Verse three, go ahead. If so, being that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Which he's still talking about a live resurrection. So if so, right? To be clothed upon with our house from heaven while we're still alive. That being clothed, we shall not be found naked. What does he mean there? Ashamed, right? What's that? Ashamed. No, actually it's, well, it could be, but it's actually disembodied mm. that you're clothed. You're not found disem disembodied. Now you're going to be with Christ upon death, but you don't get your immortality till the resurrection. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really goes with second Thess where he says the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, meet him in the air. Change it to twinkling of an eye. If you're clothed upon. So it is, it is normally a shame to be naked, but this is disembodied. You don't want to be disembodied mm -hmm. when you have an eternal body. But that's something not made of hands. That's something awaiting for us in heaven. Okay? All right. And verse 4? For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. And he continues to explain what I just said in verse three mm -hmm. and what you read in Romans. For we that are in this tabernacle, okay, we're in the body right now, but we're groaning and, and being burdened. Right. Why? Why? Uh, why? Uh, just, uh, just please. You can ask Miss Kapow. A lot of times we're watching YouTube, uh, just, uh, Last night we watched something about um, 2017 year in review, mm. according to the Illuminati or something like mm. that on YouTube. And I, I always say this. I look at her and I go, we got to get out of here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, we, we got it. It's like living in a bad city, you know, 
we got to get out. We got to move. <laughs> you know, we got to yeah. get out of here. And that's how you feel. And Paul's saying the same thing. We know that in this body here on earth, you're going to groan. He's He groaned, mm-hmm. being burdened, but not for that we would be unclothed. You're not burdened because you're going to be naked, disembodied. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not be found naked. That's what he's saying. We're not, we're not groaning because we want to be disembodied, unclothed. But we, we want to be clothed upon, clothed upon. We want to receive upon us that mortality, us right now, might be swallowed up of life. Mm-hmm. He's talking about resurrection. He, even in this chapter here, he's looking forward to the return of Christ which is going to give us our promised resurrection. Christ was the first fruits to resurrect and he has his resurrected body. Right. And that's what Paul is saying. We groan, we're burdened, but not to just be disembodied with Christ, though that's fine. But what we we really would like is to be clothed upon that this mortal body might be swallowed up in life. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's part of that. That's part of that future new creature, right? That right. future new body, happy new body year, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the same mindset that Christ had before he went to the cross is the future of the redemption of man. Yes. He's talking in the present tense, but what he's about to do is for the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's all new creature stuff, man. Uh, Verse five. Now he that hath wrought us for the same thing is God, who also hath given us unto us the earnest of the spirit. So he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God. The selfsame thing to be immortal. Our mortality might be swallowed up of life. And God also gives us the earnest of the spirit. So that's why you have that groaning. Mm-hmm. So if you have that groaning, groaning, you know you're a new creature. Because if you're not a new creature and you're, you're of the world, children of the world, you're not going to be groaning to get out of here, mm-hmm. are you? And that word earnest is like a pledge. The Holy Spirit is our pledge from God. Oh, see, that's that whole faith, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. It's part of the purchase money or property given in advance as security for the rest. Mm-hmm. Like earnest money. The down money. payment. <laughs> wow. So God, the self-same thing is God who also have given us the down payment of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So that's what's driving you to. Yep. So we had just have a little taste of heaven right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, verse six then. Therefore. We are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Here's Paul again. Same, he's still talking about the same thing. He says we're confident. We're always confident. Why? Because he has the earnest of the Spirit, the pledge, the down payment of the Spirit in us. That's the new creature. Paul's a new creature, right? Mm-hmm. So because of that, we're always confident. We know, there's no doubt about it, that while we're here on earth in these bodies, 
at home in this body were absent from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not disembodied yet to be in the Lord. You're you're here. And then in verse seven in parentheses, he says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Right. In Philippians 3:20, it says, For our conversation, or in other words, our citizenship is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. That's beautiful. And boy, that just flows so nice with these scriptures here that we're reading. Because mm-hmm. he, he just clarified it in what you just read. That's right. Wow. Read that again. That was really nice. I knew you were going to ask me. I, oh, no, it's, you already no, no, passed no, no, it No, no, no. I, okay. I can get it real quick here. Um, it was just so powerful. It says, for our conversation, which is our citizenship, is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Wow. That's a resurrected body. It's going to change this whole vile. Now, our our bodies are corruptible seed. They go go into the ground. They go back to the earth, dust to dust. Mm -hmm. That's corruptible seed. What you're resurrected as, that's your your heavenly body, your new tent. That's where your your soul and your spirit are going to occupy. It's all changed. Yeah. And that's our hope. And that's our faith. That's why we have that. Mm-hmm. And that's why in verse 8, Paul says, we are confident. He also said that in verse 7, we are confident <laughs> mm-hmm. because of faith. He says, we are confident, I say, and willing, rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So he's confident with that. He's saying we're actually willing. I'm telling you, we're actually willing to die. We're actually willing to dissolve here and dissolve from this body to be present with the Lord. We know that's going to happen because we walk by faith, not by sight. Because he's a new creature. Mm-hmm. And then verse 9. Verse 9 says, Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. So then his attitude is because of all of this that I just told you, we work for God. We do what God tells us to do because whether we're here or we're dissolved, we just want to be accepted of him. Mm-hmm. So if we're disembodied right now with Christ before the, the resurrection, that's fine. We're accepted of him. But if we're here in our body working for him, we want to be pleasing to him also. We want to live a life pleasing to Christ in the spirit. So whether we live or die, we do it as unto the Lord. Amen. Makes sense. When you put it all together, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. And there you have it. 
we're all going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And this is why there's a ministry of reconciliation. By doing what God's having you do and, and going where he, he sends you, right? And to the people he sends you to, you don't know how it works on their spirit. You just do what you're told. Mm-hmm. That's right. You just do what you're told. You don't, you don't know how it's work. I mean, this whole bit about, well, I got to witness to them and I got to thump them in the head in the Bible and I got to show them that I'm, you know, super religious Christian kind of guy. That's, that's not the way it works. It could be as simple as God just putting in your heart, hold the door open for this person, mm-hmm. you know, or give that person a smile, even if you don't like them in the flesh. Yeah. Right. And it's, you don't know how it works, but, but God has you do a ministry of reconciliation because that reconciliation is that if you're not reconciled to God, right? Because of the fall, Mm -hmm. the fall in Genesis, we have a fallen nature now. Plus we got all corrupted with the uh, sons of God mating with the daughters of men both in before and after the flood, you know, for a specific purpose to prevent the Messiah. But nonetheless, our DNA is all messed up. It is with alien, alien DNA. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where all the sickness and, you know, it's just falling apart. But to be reconciled to God in the the spirit, to be for immortality, that's, he, he died for everybody could have that. Whosoever can have that. See, because everybody, good and bad, is going to be judged what we did here on this planet, good or bad. And you don't want to be on the bad side. Right? That's right. Yeah. Plus, it says uh, that we are co-laborers together with God. And we're doing his purpose. Co-laborers. That means he's laboring. Mm -hmm. And you're working with him. It really begs, you know, the question is like, well, what do we do? What do we do? And we've known plenty of people that for years still don't know what to do. Yeah. Right, Ms. Capel? Oh, yeah, definitely. They don't know what to do. Um, I mean, for years, you know, they'll say, I'm just, I'm still waiting for God to give me direction on what he wants me to do. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. they're looking at it like totally works driven. You know, they have to witness to so many people or be a missionary or do this or do that, work in the church, you know, Mm -hmm. and all those things might be fine if that's what God has you doing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read that scripture in 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 17. Mm -hmm. It says, for we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, and we are God's, and ye are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, this is Paul speaking, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he builds thereupon. For our for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stable, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, 
he shall receive a reward. And if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man defileth the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Wow. He's not speaking to unbelievers or people in the world. He's speaking to the church, Mm -hmm. followers of Christ. And so your works will be judged, be it good or bad. Some might, you don't want your work burned in in the fire, you know? That somebody came and la- laid down the foundation of Christ, and then you built crap on it. <laughs> I don't want that. Mm-mm. You know, you know. Ugh. Verse eleven. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. Once, a word, once again, that word manifest, finero. So what Paul's saying, why, why we labor, why, why we're going to be judged, both good and bad, knowing this, the terror of the Lord, this is a fearful thing. Mm-hmm. It's fright. The, the Greek word is phobos. Mm. It means fear, terror, dread. Oh, yeah. It's not, this isn't something light. So knowing the dread, I mean, it's like, ugh. like, like I just said, I don't, I don't want to be judged up there going, somebody laid down the proper foundation of Christ, but then you just built a bunch of junk on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. So Paul says, knowing all of that, we persuade people and we are made manifest unto God. So we're, we're, we're shown unto God. Mm-hmm. What was unknown is shown to, you know, known about us is shown unto God. And then he says, and I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. Right. So that you, that you see our spirits, who we really are, what, what our motivation really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that comes from the spirit of, of Christ right there. Right. Thank God for Paul, right? Mm-hmm. And verse 12, Ms. Capel. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat to answer them, which glory in appearance and not in heart. Once again, pure ministry. We're not phony, baloney. We're not screwing around. We're not committing ourselves. You could give us glory and you could defend us on some of these other people who, you know, are judging us. Otherwise, mm-hmm. verse 13, 13 says, for whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. In other words, so if people think we're crazy beside ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they think we're insane. They're like, well, these people are insane. Well, it's to God. I mean, how how many people around you think you're kind of nutty? Yeah. Because you listen to Kapow Radio Show and various other podcasts or YouTubers or bloggers or other, you know, Christian ministries. And uh, maybe your family, maybe your coworkers think you're a little nutty. Yeah, because they can't relate to what you're saying because they don't have the spirit of God. No. Uh Uh-uh. 
facto. <laughs> so Paul says, whether we, we were, we're considered insane, we're insane, it's to God, or whether we be sober, people, hey, they're really mellow people. It's for your cause. Mm-hmm. It's for your benefit. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we were all dead. So Paul says, it's the love of Christ. That's why we do this stuff. That's why people think we're insane. That's why people think, oh, they're okay, but uh, you know, whatever. It's because Paul says, we judge that if one died, if Jesus Christ died for all, mm-hmm. right? Then all were dead. It doesn't say, well, Jesus Christ died for Israel. Mm-mm. Or Jesus died for those who kept uh, the Levitical law. Or Jesus died for those, um, you know, Roman Catholics or Mormons. or He died for everybody. Mm-hmm. So if he died for all, then we're all dead. We were all dead. Mm-hmm. Verse 15. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Once again, it's that scripture you read about being co-laborers with with god that's right and be in his tools his husbandry mm-hmm. <laughs> right that's right because if he died for everybody that we should live well then if we live then it's not for ourselves he didn't just die for us so hey we can have a good time right now here on earth we want the streets of gold now baby mm-hmm. it says there in romans 14 Seven says, for none of us live the, liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. There it is. There it is. It just all ties in, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's all about the new creature. That's new creature talking. Yeah. No one could talk like that unless they were a new creature. White Paul couldn't talk like that. Mm-mm. Oh, in verse 9 of uh, Romans, it says, For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. Amen. So he died for everybody. Mm -hmm. They have to appropriate it. We all had to appropriate it. Exactly. For God so loved the world, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what the gospel is. It's saying, hey, here is reconciliation. We can get out of here. You could regain your immortality. You could be reconciled to the creator God. That's great news. Mm-hmm. But the God of this earth, the little G God of this earth, has blinded those with unbelief. Mm-hmm. Just keep that in mind. Which is... uh. Not only a shame, but just a horrible, horrible thing. Yeah, it is. Verse 16. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Yeah, when you first read this, you're going, what? What does that mean? Okay, so Paul says, wherefore, or therefore, or thus, from now on, we don't know a man after the flesh. I mean... Because you're reconciled in Christ and a new person, you you see them in the spirit. It's kind of like what you said earlier, Miss Kapow, about doing, you know, 
things where God sends you, mm-hmm. um, e- even even in a place where you're like, ah, I'm not really sure I, I care for this person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, you look at them different now. And then Paul says, yay, though we have known, and the word is Christ in Greek, but it's Messiah. Mm-hmm. We have known Messiah. He doesn't say Jesus because Paul never knew Jesus in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Paul never knew Jesus in the flesh. He says, Messiah, yea, though we have known Messiah after the flesh. What does that mean? He, as a Jewish, as a Pharisee, as a Jewish teacher, knew of Messiah in the flesh as a redeemer, as a physical king, as one who was going to redeem Israel and set up a kingdom. Right. Mm-hmm. He knew it in the flesh. He didn't know it in the spirit. He didn't know what Christ really was going to do, what Messiah would do. Mm-hmm. And then he says, yet now, now that he's a new creature from henceforth, from now on, know we no more, know him no more as the flesh. Mm-hmm. They only know him as a spirit now. Right. And they see what he did what God did through him. Mm-hmm. Now here's the keynote scripture of the day, verse 17. This is what this show is all about right here. Verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. Bam. And so when Paul writes, therefore, which means thus, because of, What's he talking about? Therefore is everything we just got done talking about. That no one, no one lives to themselves. Christ died for everybody. You don't know Christ in the flesh. You know him only on the spiritual redemption level now. Mm-hmm. That's what the Messiah is. Paul says, therefore, because of all of that, any person whosoever that's in Messiah is a new, a fresh, an unprecedented creature. <laughs> Amen. And old things, old things, your flesh, your nature, all this, all the stuff. Hey, it's passed away. It's gone, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> it's in the pit, man. It's in the pit, mm-hmm. dude. Behold. And that's where he hearkens unto Isaiah. All things are become new. That's right. That's the coup de gras right there. That's the happy new year. That's the happy new man. Even Jesus said in John 3, 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except ye man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then he says, Very, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Mm. Behold, all things are become new. Mm-hmm. That's that's beautiful stuff. Yep. Right there. In Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Hmm. 4.23 says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness 
and true holiness. Colossians 3.10 says, And have put on the new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. And then in um, verse 11 says, uh, We there... it." where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarians, um, Scythian, bond or free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man hath a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. So basically, we are to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. That's the sum up of all that. Amen. Verse 18. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So what you're saying here is by walking in the spirit... Now you can fulfill that ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. To be reconciled to God. Restored. Let's go back. Let's go back mentally to the garden. Mm-hmm. When man fell and sin entered the world and death. That's what God has been trying to do all this time. That was his whole plan to reconcile his creature. That's right. To get us out of that grip of death. We can live immortal now, but we have to believe. Mm-hmm. We have to have faith that this came about by God being manifested on earth. Yeah. Okay, verse 19. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of of reconciliation. So Christ, God, was in Messiah reconciling people to himself, not punishing them for their trespasses. They're going to be judged later. This is the probation time. This is now is the time for salvation, right, Ms. Kapow? Mm-hmm. Now is the day. Not tomorrow, now. No one wants to be disembodied without being reconciled to God. Trust me. Verse 20. Verse 20. It says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. So Paul's saying the same thing we are, or we are saying the same thing Paul did Mm -hmm. (laughs) back then. I mean, we're saying the same thing he, he wrote. So we're ambassadors for Christ through God. And uh, we're trying to beseech everybody. We're praying. We're praying you in Christ's stead to be reconciled. That's right. Believe, be reconciled. Let that new man take root, become new. Right? Mm-hmm. You have anything to add before the very last scripture no okay verse 21 then for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of god in him and that's it christ 
became sin for us. He took our penalty for that mm-hmm. in order that we could become the new person made righteousness mm-hmm. of God in Messiah. Yep. He is the lamb of God. And in Galatians three thirteen, it says Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That's what he did for us. And it's the righteousness of God. It's not merely righteous. Mm-mm. You notice that? He didn't say he made him to be sin for us so that we might be righteous. That we We're, might. I'm go sorry. Ahead. I was going to say his right, his righteousness has become our righteousness. He yeah. has clothed us with his righteousness. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. The righteousness of God. It's righteousness itself. It's the ultimate. It's not just righteousness. It's the ultimate what righteous is, Mm -hmm. the righteousness of God, because Christ is God and what he is, we are. Mm -hmm. First John 4, 17 says, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. Mm -hmm. What does that mean that we have boldness in the day of judgment? We're confident that we're okay Mm -hmm. because as he is, we we acted that way and behaved that way in the world because we have God's righteousness. That's right. And he is made of God unto us righteousness. Just as our sins or our sin is made over to him, so his righteousness to us. He fulfilled all the righteousness of the law for us, all of us, as our representative Psalm 32 says, Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. Amen. And I think that starts a very happy new year and a very happy new creation. Amen. Anything else to add? No. Okay. We'll give him a happy new year. Ciao, ciao. (laughs) Ciao, baby. (laughs) 